0: Hello everyone! Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us. We are going to talk about understanding animal behavior and the various forms of communication. Now that we're having warmer days, we're out and about a lot more. You may run into dogs especially out on their walks and this will help you Greet them if they greet you in the proper way. Know the signs when to stay away and when to possibly lean in if the owner says, okay, let's start with dogs since most people are going to be seeing a lot more dogs than cats outside their homes. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the things that we need to look for as far as communication. They always communicate with body language. So they have their the ears, the tail, the eyes, the mouth. There's lots of ways that an animal transmits information. Mm -hmm. So let's start with the tail because that's the one that most people see.
1: Right. Well, first of all, I want to say that a lot of people may not realize that their animals are communicating with them, but they're really actually communicating with us all the time. It's just that most of the time we don't understand how they're communicating because we're only used to our own human types of communication and a lot of the body language of cats and dogs can be very subtle it really helps if we can learn to understand what these subtle forms of communication are it can prevent a lot of issues
0: oh yeah you can save your child you can save yourself from having injury or an embarrassing situation, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah, they always, they're always communicating. It's like 24 seven, they're communicating something. If it's not with Mm -hmm. their body, it's with their energy. And the more we understand the subtleties, the better we can actually have improve our relationships, which is a cool thing. Oh yes,
1: definitely. So let's
0: start with a tail.
1: Well, you may think that only dogs that have their entire tail are able to communicate with their tail. But that's not true. Even tails that have been docked can communicate as well. Maybe not quite in the same way, but dock tails and whole tails, both of them can wag. But there's a lot of misconception about wagging tails. Most people believe that when a ta- dog is wagging their tail, it means they're happy and they want to play or they want to be pet or something like that. And that is not necessarily the case. A wagging tail just simply means they're willing to interact. And it could be a positive interaction or a negative interaction.
0: Ooh, that's a good, that's a good point. I like that. Yeah. Don't always think automatically positive.
1: Mm -hmm. And all of these different communications that we're telling you, these are all individual types of communication, but you can't really take each one as an individual thing. You can't just say, oh, the tail is doing that and just pay attention to the tail and not pay attention to anything else, because then you get confused communication. So you really have to pay attention to the other types of body language that they're giving at that time, as well as the context that it's being used in. So, you know, assess the situation.
0: As a full package. Yes. (laughs) Not just an individual trait. Right. Right. So we have the wagging. We know they're willing to interact, whether positive or negative. It doesn't matter. Now we all know that happy dogs do wag their tails. Actually, they wag their whole bodies. But, <laughs> uh, especially puppies, they're like you know the whole the whole body. They're like their feet kind of slip on the road um, <laughs> because they're so excited. But if you look at a dog like that, you can see other traits. You can see the eyes are different. You can see the ears are different. You can see everything about the animal is like, I want to have a friend. It's not just the tail. There's other ones. There's the tail wagging that happens when a dog is stressed out. Explain that a little bit, please.
1: Well, if they're feeling stressed out, then their tail is going to be more tense It's not going to be Mm -hmm. quite so floppy and it could be just flicking. So it's not just a loose wig all over the place. It's, it could potentially be a little bit lower to the ground or maybe more at same height as their body rather than upright, Mm -hmm. or it could be lower to the ground depending on exactly where their emotions are at that point.
0: It's like a more controlled wag. It's yes, not like, a, yes. it's not like a, I have lost all control of my senses because I'm so happy. It's more or less I'm doing this with intention. There's a reason why my tail is fl- flicking and I'm very in control of the situation.
1: Right. And it's not necessarily meaning they want to attack or do anything. It's just a message to tell you they're not comfortable with the situation they're in there's something, something about the situation that they're not happy about. Could be there's a person there that they don't feel comfortable with, or it could be they're in a new environment that they're not certain about. Mm -hmm. Or maybe the environment is familiar in that, but maybe there's some noises that are happening. Like let's say if you were doing renovations in your home, you've got people coming in and making all this racket that could also cause them to feel really stressed out as well
0: Mm -hmm. oh yeah I'm sure of it so is there any other type I mean tails are pretty darn expressive so Mm -hmm. what are some of the other things that we should look for as far as the tail is concerned
1: well if their tail is loose and floppy and not necessarily wagging all over the place but it's just loose and floppy it just generally means that they're they're relaxed they're calm they're happy. It's probably not going to be wagging intensely or like moving intensely, but you'll be able to see that the t- tail is, is just relaxed. It's not tense. It's not tight. Mm-hmm. Again, you'd look at the whole rest of the body and the situation to take it into context. Okay. Now, if their bo- if their tail is stiff and upright, it could just mean that they're alert. So they're just aware of their surroundings, you know, paying attention to what's going on. Sometimes maybe if you have people who have taken their dog to the beach or to the off leash areas or something like that, they might find that their dog's tail is, is stiff and upright, but it could also mean that they're unsure.
0: Like they're observing.
1: Yeah. I'm not quite sure how to react right now. Yeah. Now a really important one to pay attention to is when their tail is low to the ground or curled under. These are different variations of fear. Mm. So if their tail is low to the ground, but still out, they're feeling fearful, but it's not extreme fear at that point. But if they've got their tail curled right under to their abdomen, they're feeling extreme fear. So you really need to pay attention to when that's happening because you want to try to get them out of that situation as quickly as possible. Because a fearful dog is a dog that is likely going to attack if not taken out of the situation because they're they're going to want to defend themselves.
0: It's either going to be fight, flight, or freeze. You don't know what it's going to do. You know, that fear can drive a lot of different behaviors, and some of them are not always the best.
1: Mm -hmm. And we talked about some of the potential risks that could be involved with taking your dogs to the dog park. Because there's different dogs with different personalities, different behaviors, and not all of them are necessarily socialized properly, this could be something that could be an issue for your dog. Your dog could end up causing it or somebody else's dog could end up causing your dog to feel fear if one is particularly dominant or aggressive So when you do take your dog to the dog park, you don't want to just let them loose and and not pay attention to them. You want to have them in your sight all the time if you can, so that you are completely aware of what is going on and you can take control of the situation if something changes.
0: Because it can change in a second. Mm -hmm. And I want to add, if perchance you go to a dog park, because animals communicate through energy and they feel energy and they react with energy. If there is something that is not right, that's creating such fear into your dog, just being at the park, do not force them to go interact with other dogs. You don't want to coddle them and say, oh, okay, we can go home now, but let them be with their human until they start to feel comfortable. If they feel fear, then you just need to be their security and their support. Don't coddle. Don't baby, just allow the animal to be in a secure space and observe that might deflect some of that fear. If you're supporting the animal and it's still not going away, then okay, make the decision to leave because there's something that the dog is not comfortable with.
1: Mm-hmm. And not all dogs are going to feel comfortable at a dog park with a bunch of other dogs too. So you need to keep that in mind and decide whether or not just walking them on the leash might be the more appropriate choice for them.
0: Yeah, it's always about the dog. It's always about the animal. It's not about what you think it should be doing. It's about what the dog is comfortable doing. Mm -hmm. So that's the tail. Now that's a pretty expressive part of the body, but there are other parts of the body that are also extremely expressive. I think the next one that people probably notice are the ears, Mm -hmm. both cats and dogs, their ears are always moving around. So let's talk about some of the ear positions and what they mean.
1: Mm -hmm. Floppy ear dogs are a little bit harder to detect than the straight up pointy ears, but they still do express communication. It's just, you might have to pay just a little bit more attention. And the more you watch and the more you pay attention, the more you'll be able to see the differences.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah. The first one I'll mention is when ears are back and flattened. Again, that's going to be harder to see with floppy ear dogs, but you'll be able to see that the ear is kind of tensed more towards the back. Mm Mm-hmm. This is an indication that the dog is feeling fear, discomfort, or anxiety about the situation that they're in. Again, this is one of the, the big ones to to pay attention to because this is where you may have to remove them from the situation.
0: The f- more flattened they are, the more you gotta pay attention because they, they could probably snap.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> And again, if that's combined with how their mouth and their their whole body and that is too, that will give you a better idea of just how much fear they're feeling. Mm-hmm. And if their ears are back but upright, they could be just alert, paying attention to what's going on in their surroundings, but they could also feel uncomfortable, uncertain, indecisive, or insecure. It could be just something is not quite right. They're not quite sure how to respond to what's going on.
0: Yeah. And they won't be so flattened against the head. They'll be, they'll be back, but they will still have a little bit of uh, I guess, bounce to them, <laughs> for lack of a better word, a little bit of bounce to them, but they'll be back. And you can tell if you pay attention and watch how the ears are moving, you can tell because you'll see it.
1: Next one is with their ears being perked up. Perked up doesn't mean that they're necessarily uncomfortable or they're not necessarily feeling fear, but they, they might be thinking about, okay, do I react to this or do I not react to this? Is this a positive situation or not? They're
0: interested.
1: They want to check it out and just kind of test out what's going on and seeing how, how to respond to it.
0: Okay. And again, pay attention to the rest of their bodies to know exactly what they're feeling. Right. All right. So sometimes a dog's ears can be both, both ways. Right. So how do we navigate that? How (laughs) do we, how do we decipher when the ears are moving all over the place?
1: (laughs) Well, when we feel confused about what they're doing, they're actually feeling confused.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like that. (laughs) <laughs> take notes people uh- <laughs> so like the
1: perked up it's like the perked up one. they're trying to decide how to react but the alternating one they're really unsure like i i don't know how to deal with a situation i don't know if i should be fearful i don't know if i should be calm i'm, I'm not sure what this is all about Again, you need to just pay attention to the rest of their body language as well as what the situation is. Is there anything that's going on in the environment, the situation that could be a potential threat for them.
0: It could also be that they're overwhelmed. True. So you might see this behavior, say you're having a holiday get together and there's a lot of people around and the dog is either excited because there's people and then uh, not sure about some people. And they may be listening to all the sounds and all the voices, or if you're having renovations in your house, it doesn't Know how to analyze all these different sounds that it's never heard before, mm-hmm. which can make us all confused. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <The whole body.
1: laughs> and if this is happening in your home, this is where it's good to have a kennel or a safe place for your dog to be able to go to that is dark and quiet and comfortable temperature for them that they can just go and be by themselves if they need to get away from things. If it's not in their home, then That's where you need to pay attention and see whether you need to remove them yourself.
0: First thing, always be your animal security. Be that presence, that strong presence. So the dog knows that it can rely on you if anything is going to be off. Mm -hmm. So just hold your field. Be that strong presence for that dog so it knows it can be safe. So we have other things. We have the eyes, we have the mouth, we have just the body, how it positions. So let's go with the eyes. With dogs, eyes can be a little bit tricky because their eyes are different than cats. Cats' eyes are pretty much like you know what's going on with a cat's eyes. But dog's eyes, because they're mostly dark, sometimes it's very difficult. So what should we look for?
1: Well, you might see a lot of posts on social media of people having taken pictures of their dogs with these wide eyes. And you see a lot of the whites of the eyes and they think it's a really cute image of the dog. But what they don't realize is the dog is actually telling them that they're feeling very worried or stressed about whatever is going on. If you're seeing lots of whites of the eye, again, you need to assess the situation and see whether you can change something or remove the dog from the situation. Assess why the dog is feeling worried and stressed.
0: And I'm sorry if we're destroying all of those cute memes all over internet (laughs) with telling you what they really mean. But yeah, you shouldn't really see the white of your dog's eyes. Unless they look one way or the other way, you really should not see whites around the eyes. All right, so we have a couple other things. You know, obviously there's the calm eye. So let us know how we can identify those.
1: When a dog is feeling relaxed, calm, and happy, you shouldn't see any tension around their eyes. You can see some dogs that have sort of like an eyebrow Mm -hmm. thing that can get kind of lifted, And if they're relaxed, you shouldn't really see that at all. But if they are feeling uncomfortable, nervous, or uncertain, then you're going to see more tension around the eye. And they're going to have more of what would be kind of like a hard stare, Mm -hmm. or they might look like they're frowning. Okay. So their eyebrows would kind of come together and up a little bit. That is a good indication that they're stressed or they're not happy with the situation. So watch the rest of their body language as well. I think the whale eyes is pretty much, you can look at that by itself, but the other ones you just kind of need to see the rest of the body
0: we got a lot of information for you. So we might just run through a few things really quick. Some things that we know are pretty obvious. Let's just quickly go over the mouth just to let people know what to look for.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you see them with a closed or a slightly open mouth with no tension around it, this is a good indication that they're feeling relaxed and comfortable. But if their muzzle is tense and rounded, And this is going to go together probably with their their ears and their their stance and all that. They're going to be trying to appear threatening if they're doing that.
0: And this is before they show teeth. Right. Because they're going to want to be bigger and stronger before they have to show the teeth. Because showing the teeth is one of the last things that they would do. Mm -hmm. So sorry to interrupt you, but uh, I I think, (laughs) yeah, I think that would be something that people would get confused. But what about the teeth? Well, we're, We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but I just wanted to discern that they can still be threatening without showing their teeth. Mm-hmm.
1: However, when they've got their lips pulled back and they're showing their teeth, this is a warning signal. They are ready to attack. And you need to pay attention to this like right now, Yeah. because it can only take two seconds. Usually they have these levels of signals that they give. And it's up to us to to pay attention to these signals. And it's only when we ignore these signals or don't recognize them that that's when it can lead to aggressive action. Yeah. Now, it's not just necessarily to people. It could be to other dogs as well. But you also can see that if they have their mouth open with their tongue hanging out, this is generally feeling happy. And this often will happen after they've been running for a bit or playing or something like that, though, they might be, might be panting a little bit or a lot, depending on how much they were running around. Yeah.
0: But but also excessive panting is something that you want to pay attention to, because if it's excessive panting and there's no reason for the panting, like they didn't go run around the dog park or run around the backyard, that could be a sign of stress.
1: Exactly. Yes. And if
0: it's too hot for them, animals don't sweat like we do. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, let's just move to body stance. Mm -hmm. What are the main stances that we need to pay attention to?
1: Well, the first one is how their weight is distributed on their paws. So if you see that their weight is distributed more in their front paws, Mm -hmm. this is an indication that they are feeling confident about the situation, but they could also be feeling threatened as well. Maybe it's not necessarily so much defensive because they're be feeling that confidence but they're still ready and willing to attack. Yeah. So they're basically telling the person or
0: the dog back off. It's like making themselves bigger. Yes.
1: If you see dogs that have been trained to be security dogs and they might be protecting a certain area, this would be more of the stance that they would have because they're not feeling threatened themselves but they're still they're protecting something. Yeah. But if their weight is distributed into their back paws, then they are feeling uncertain or intimidated.
0: Yeah, it's like they're slightly pulling away.
1: Yeah. This can escalate. If we don't pay attention to that, that can escalate into more aggressive behavior because then they will start to become defensive. It's like, okay, you're not paying attention to me. So now I'm going to do something else to to try to make you go away.
0: An uncertain dog and a fearful dog is unpredictable.
1: If you see that their front body is lower than their back body, not quite in the same sense as a play bow, which we'll talk about in a moment, but it's slightly lower than the back body, but their tail is tucked. We kind of talked about that with the tail. If it's really tucked under, it's extreme fear.
0: You can imagine a runner at a starting line. Their body is down their back is up. They're ready to take off. That could be another visual to help you understand what we mean. Mm -hmm. If you see that their
1: weight is distributed pretty evenly on all of their paws, generally they're feeling calm, happy, and relaxed. Mm -hmm. But again, pay attention to what's going on with their other parts of the body. Yeah. If they are completely cowering, that's really where their body is pretty low. Whole body is pretty low to the ground. This is also an indication of fear or stress, which I think most people understand that, especially if there might be some whimpering or something like that involved. And then the last one is the play bow. The play bow is what dogs usually do with each other, sometimes with humans, but often it's with each other. And it's kind of like a contract that they sign saying, okay, we're going to quote, unquote, fight with each other, but we're not going to hurt each other. We're not going to do any damage.
0: You might see that also when you're about ready to throw a ball to them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, it's not as common with dogs as it is with cats, but you might sometimes see that their hackles could be raised and their hackles could be an aggressive or a fear-based reaction but it's not necessarily, it could also be something like excitement, which could be similar to the goosebumps that we get. Not necessarily from excitement, but just kind of that sort of same physical
0: reaction. What exactly is the hackles? It's just the fur raising on the back, right? And on the shoulders. Right. The word hackles, maybe not a lot of people know what that word is. So if you see a dog that, or even a cat, where all of the fur along its spine is raised, then that was either fear or aggression or excitement.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's what hackles mean. So when we say hackles, it's it's the fur along the spine. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's pretty much dogs. Now, dogs and cats, they are different, but a lot of their behaviors are the same. So we're just gonna really quick run through cats some of these things are going to be exactly the same as dogs mm-hmm. we have the eyes we all know cats eyes are extremely expressive <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can see the pupil and the pupil is a really great sign of what's going on so you have the large and dilated pupils that's when the pupils get really really big and mostly blacks it's kind of cute sometimes when they're playing but it could also mean a lot of other things. So it indicates that they're stimulated. So if a cat sees something that it wants to pounce on, their pupils will dilate. But it also means that they're scared to death. Also, anger. So just pay attention. If the cat's pupils get really big, look at the rest of the cat. Narrowed pupils where you got like little slits, they're kind of half closed. They're really calm they're content. And you can pretty much tell when a cat's content. (laughs) They are not shy about saying, hey, I got this. I'm cool. I'm Jill.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And cats are not generally going to want to keep their eyes closed very much if they feel like they're in a threatening situation or a situation where they feel like something could happen.
0: Oh, yeah. Cats will keep their eyes wide open to look at everything. Mm -hmm. Now, when they have a narrow pupil with the eyes open, this would be a little bit different. So if you look at the rest of the body and there's a lot of tension and the pupil is really, really thin and it's staring at you hard, that's an aggressive stance. That is something where a narrow pupil, you would have to look at the rest of the body to know exactly what that means cats are, they will regulate the light coming into their eyes. So their pupils will move all the time. A narrow pupil doesn't necessarily mean content. It doesn't necessarily mean aggression. You have to pay attention to everything Mm -hmm. and more tension in the animal is going to give you that sign. Mm -hmm. And so we got the ears. Now the, the eyes are pretty straight. Ears also, same as dogs. If they're erect, they're alert, they're playful, and they're not necessarily at ease because they're just interested or observing their surrounding if they are turned back and flat against the head they're not happy now it may not necessarily mean aggression but if you look at the rest of the body of the animal you will know they will they are not shy about showing their emotions throughout their entire body mm-hmm. I've had cats that just put their ears back when they just don't want to be held. They're not going to bite me or anything like that. I'm noticing their body is still relaxed even though they don't want to be held. But when they are super tense and their ears are back, watch out
1: because
0: they'll rip you a new one. (laughs) They will. will. Now turned back, but also really close to the head. You'll see this if you see two cats fighting. The ears are almost flat against their head. That's a really good sign of... I'm going to rip you up because they're fighters. So they will fight fight you. Um, (laughs) So that's really cool um, to know. And I love, it's one of the reasons why I love cats because they're so obvious about their emotions. It's either one way or the other and there's no really in between. Uh, So you have to pay attention. Now the tails, the tails can be a little bit tricky though. Just like dogs, they're, Very, what's the word? Expressive. Expressive. Yes, (laughs) Yes. expressive. (laughs) Now, a thrashing tail, we all know when a cat wags its tail really, really hard, that's not a good sign. That's the one thing that's completely opposite of a dog. So thrashing tails means irritation or annoyance. That's a good sign. Okay, back up. If the tail is just quivering, now you'll see this if they're looking out the window at a bird or something like that. Their tail will kind of like quiver and kind of twitch. They're extremely excited. Or if you're paying attention to the rest of the body and they're not looking at the window and they're not looking at something that's stimulating from the outside, they could be marking. So they could be territory marking or hormonally marking depending on whether you're male or female. So that's something to pay attention to, but obviously the rest of the body will show you what they are doing. If it's in the window, you're fine. They're just excited. Um, (laughs) Now, as same with a dog. If they're low to the ground or wrapped around their body, especially when they're standing, that means they're scared, anxious, defensive, or in pain. Now, some cats will just naturally calmly wrap their tail around their little paws when they're sitting up that's not what we're talking about we're actually talking about when they are scared you will see their body in a different position if the tail is down and wrapped to the side but they're standing that means that there's something going on in the cat's mind or emotions or oh also low does not necessarily always mean scared because a default Cat tail is just kind of nicely relaxed and curved just behind its body. And it's not really tense or anything like that. Now, upright and erect, we all know this because cats, man, again, their emotions. They wear them on their sleeve. You know it. (laughs) You know it. So a very upright tail, a very upright erect tail is a confident cat. It's also a relaxed cat and it also happy cat. My cat. I say their name, their tail goes right up because they're happy that we're acknowledging them. Now, upright and erect with raised hackles. Again, that's the fur on the back. That's angry and scared. And now a cat, you know, when their hackles are raised, watch out. So that's the tail. Now with the body. Now we're going through this pretty quick. So hopefully you're taking notes here. (laughs) If not, just We'll figure out a way. Just join our community on Facebook and we'll give you all the information. (laughs) Now, their body, their body. Now, if a cat is obviously laying on its back and exposing its belly, that's a good sign. That means it's trusting you and it feels comfortable and at ease in the environment. Doesn't always indicate, yeah, rub my belly because some cats don't like that. Mm-hmm. It's just the lying on the back with the belly exposed. That is a sign of trust and submission. It knows you're not going to hurt it, so it feels comfortable to do that. Mm-hmm. If it refuses to do that, and then maybe you need to check yourself and figure out why your cat doesn't trust you. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a good sign. Like, that's a good sign. Kudos to you how <laughs> the hair and the fur. Now, cats, we've all seen the pictures of the cats all puffed out, right? Yes. Their fur gets really puffy really quick, especially <laughs> when they're trying to make themselves look as big as possible. So if there's another cat that they're unsure about and they want, they're going to puff themselves up. So they're like two times the size. Uh, so it helps them feel they're being threatening to something else. Mm-hmm. It can also mean that they got really, really, really scared. Mm -hmm. Again, you need to pay attention to the whole animal to understand exactly what the animal is trying to tell you. Because as we mentioned, they are always communicating. They are never not communicating. It's up to us to be able to translate that and pay attention to everything. So, And you were going to say something?
1: Oh, I was just going to add for the hackles the hair and the fur that sometimes this is referred to as the Halloween cat. You've probably seen pictures of the this black cat that's got its the arched back and the tail upright and the fur all puffed out. So that's what we're talking about
0: yeah, this the scary black cat <laughs> 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 but yeah, so hopefully you took your notes because this. Pretty much goes for every cat and every dog. They all have their individual ways of communication, but you need to pay attention to the whole animal and not just the eyes, not just the tail, not just the ears. It needs to be all of it. That's pretty much all we have for you today. Hope this helps with you and your animal and with you and everybody else's animal as the days get warmer. Take care.